The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good morning, and thank you for joining host Cheryl Esposito for an intriguing hour of Leading Conversations. Each week, Cheryl brings together big thinkers to the Voice America Business Channel. Now here's your host, Cheryl Esposito. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito. Today, we have a special guest, a friend of mine whose name is Nick Ortner. Nick is CEO of The Tapping Solution. He is the author of the upcoming book, The Tapping Solution, A Revolutionary System for Stress-Free Living, and he has created and executive produced a breakthrough documentary um, on this topic, The Tapping Solution, and Nick, welcome to Leading Conversations today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Cheryl. It's great to have you here. So where are you today? I am in Connecticut. I actually live in Newtown, Connecticut. Ah, so uh, you're still having winter back there, aren't you? We are still having winter. Uh, We're supposed to get snow, and, um, you know, I I don't mind the winter so much, except the last couple weeks you get to the point when you say enough, you know. (laughs) I enjoy it. I enjoy the fire and the snow, and we we live out in the woods, and it's really nice and relaxing, but I am am now at the threshold of I've had enough of winter. (laughs) Well, we're on the West Coast, and... I know, I know. I won't, I won't to go out in. there, but what are you going to do? <laughs> so thanks for being here, Nick. Um, this topic, the tapping solution, is so interesting to many people and controversial in many ways. Why don't you begin by just explain for us what is tapping? Yeah, absolutely. So tapping, another name for it or one particular kind of tapping is called EFT, or Emotional Freedom Technique, and we call it tapping because we are literally tapping on these endpoints of meridian on our bodies. Um, So we're tapping with two fingers, sometimes with five fingers on these points in our body while saying certain statements. And it's really sort of a combination of ancient Chinese acupressure or acupuncture, that's the tapping component, and then modern psychology, that's the speaking and the focusing on the issue component. And it's a, you know, certainly a strange-looking technique until you're familiar with it. And uh, I thought it was strange from the beginning, but when I started using it in my life and the lives of friends and family and eventually clients, I was just astounded at how well it worked. Well, you know, I agree that most people think it's odd. And, and to watch people doing this, it looks a little odd. And, of course, they're speaking at the same time they're tapping. And most people who aren't familiar with this or who are not, do not have an affinity for alternative healing modalities, look at it and say, okay, there's a bunch of crazy people, you know, yeah. tapping their brains out. And, 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 you know, I mean, I even wondered about this a few years ago when I first heard about it. I thought, uh-huh, okay. So tell me why you got interested in this to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, you know, my first interest about 10 years ago was before 
we had all the science and research about it that we do now, and I'll cover that in a minute, um, mm-hmm. just so people have an awareness that there is a lot of scientific grounding about this process, but that's right. not where I started. I started with simply being, having heard about the process, I kept reading about it online, different places, and people just sharing incredible stories. They use the tapping for pain relief, and they use the tapping to lose weight and to heal their bodies and to do all this stuff. And, you know, I, I was sort of like you. I dismissed it at first because it's like uh, they're tapping on their body. This doesn't make any sense. Right. But I kept hearing about it so often that eventually I said, all right, I've got to give this a shot. And uh, one of my first experiences was with some pain in my neck. And, you know, I'd woken up one morning with a crick in my neck. You know, sometimes you just sleep right. wrong. And right. I don't know. I don't know who you wrestle while you're sleeping, but you wake <laughs> up and it's like, oh, my God, what did I do? And it's not a big deal, but it's annoying, you know, because all day right. you kind of look like a robot when you turn to look at people because you can't turn your neck. And, and it can take two or three days sometimes to, before it goes away fully. Yeah. And there's not much you can do. So I had heard that this tapping works for neck pain and pain relief. I said, all right, give this a shot. I'm in pain. Let's see what happens. So I looked at the instructions, and there I am tapping on these meridian points and focusing on this neck pain and what's going on. And next thing I knew, it just released. And it was like, whoa, what just happened there? This pain went away. So that was one of my first real aha moments where it kind of shocked me. And, you know, it'd be a pretty cool tool if it worked just to relieve pain. But what really got me excited was that I started using it for other areas of my life, you know, for limiting beliefs about myself, about money, about finances, about who I was in the world, for, you know, clearing up the old stuff. You know, I I grew up believing that things would happen to you and they just happened. And, you know, if you thought about them 20 years later and you felt bad about them, that's because it was a bad thing that happened, right? Or if it was just part of who you were. And I I didn't have the understanding that we could let go of these things and the understanding that something that happened 20 years ago could be dictating our life experience today. Mm. Now, that was a real big breakthrough for me personally when I recognized that. And that's what the tapping helps to do, amongst many things. It, it helps to release these old patterns, these old limiting beliefs, these old emotional stuck things, and the old stuff and the new stuff. It helps to relieve the stress that we're dealing with on a daily basis. Well, so prior to your learning about tapping and doing some research, did you have an affinity for complementary modalities in healthcare or other alternative ways of healing? Was that part of your way you lived? You know, I was always really interested in it. And um, and it was just part of the things that I was into on the side, exploring it, I think, like many of us do, you know. Mm-hmm. But it certainly wasn't my profession, you know. Um, when I first discovered it, I was doing web design and some online consulting, and then I spent a couple of years doing real estate, buying, fixing up, and selling properties. So it was just kind of like my hobby on the side. Right. Right. But it was the hobby that I cared most about in the world and things that I was most passionate about, which I think is the case for so many of us, you know, that we we have a deep desire to do different things in our lives and explore different topics, but most of us don't know how we're going to make a business out of it or make it our job. Right, exactly. So it, it seems to me that maybe this whole concept of tapping got you through some of that self-limiting belief that you can't make money from your passion. 
sure. I mean, you know, if there's one area, I've, it's helped me in so many areas of my life, but if there's one area that I've really seen it make a dramatic difference, it's with regards to finances and, um, you know, what it looks like to make money and how you can make money in the world and also following and follow your passions. You know, I think so many of us have this desire to do something different with our lives, but we usually stop pretty early in the conversation. It's like, well, I have a job, and I can't leave my job to go do this, and then that's it. You know, the fear kicks in, the the stress kicks in, the trauma of previous times when you might have tried to make a change and it didn't work kicks in, and we're frozen and stuck. So I use the tapping to overcome those barriers. And I use, you know, I still use the tapping. You mentioned my book, which is... Um, Released by Hay House, it's out on April 2nd, and, um, you know, putting a book out into the world, there's been blocks along the way, right? Yeah. Fears that could have stopped me, that could have said, oh, this isn't safe to put this out in the world, or what mm-hmm. if they criticize me, or what if this doesn't work, or that doesn't work. So I've used the process literally every step of the way to make it to make it happen and also to make it an enjoyable experience, not something that mm-hmm. I just had to force out of me. You know, a lot of people right. have that experience where they just kind of grind their way through doing what they want to do in the world, but they don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. What is the biggest barrier that you find with people uh, when you introduce this concept to them? What is the biggest barrier they have to get over? Well, I mean, it's, I think just the, why are we doing this? You know, like, <laughs> I don't understand why we're tapping on our bodies. This doesn't make sense to me. Um, the great thing about the tapping process is if I can just say, look, suspend your, suspend your disbelief for five minutes, ten minutes, because mm-hmm. if you come to me with a problem, with something you're stressed out about, something you're anxious, some physical pain, a limiting belief, whatever it is, and you give me five minutes to just try the tapping on that issue, mm-hmm. you will clearly, definitively see something shift. So that's what's made the tapping spread and made my job a lot easier in, in spreading the word on it, that it works. And it does, it's not something where I have to go, Cheryl, you're going to need to tap on your body for 15 minutes a day for the next 30 days. After 30 mm-hmm. days, you might see some results. You know? right, You'd be right. like, forget it. I'm not going to make that kind of time investment. Right. It's something so weird. Um, but you don't have to. In five or ten minutes, you can see something is different. Like, this is working. I'm not as angry as I was before. I have a distance from that event that I didn't have before. The pain in my body has gone, whatever. You know, my cravings, my food cravings have gone away. Whatever the issue is, you can see the difference and feel it. So you mentioned the science behind it. Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for a long time, the conversation was about, you know, the meridians in the body and the energy system in the body and an imbalance in the energy system and... and a discussion that certainly I personally believe in. I believe that there is more to our physical bodies than we can quantify at this time, but the challenge is that we can't quantify this other stuff, you know. Mm. We can say we're all energy and we understand E equals MC squared and that we are energy, but it's a little harder to quantify, right? Mm-hmm. And and most of our measurements are very biological, chemistry-based, you know, physical matter-based. So that was a discussion for a long time. The latest research is pointing and explaining what's happening on the the really physical level. And what it's showing is that when we do this tapping, when we focus on an issue that's bothering us, let's say something that's stressing us out, right? So if if your job is really stressing you out right now, if I ask you to stop and think about it and you tuned into the body and you felt that stress in the body, you would at some level, either low level or high level, if it's really stressing you out, 
activate the amygdala in your brain. The amygdala is that fight-or-flight response center. It's the center mm-hmm. that says you're not safe. There's stress in the body. There's something going on. There's a tiger chasing you. Run. Mm-hmm. Work is unsafe for some reason. Fix it. You know, it's that response that we feel in our body where the chest tightens and the breath isn't as deep and, and that stress, the stress levels go up. So when you think about the stressful situation, the amygdala is activated. When we do the tapping while focusing on the stressful situation or whatever the issue is, and we tap on these endpoints of the meridian, we actually send a calming signal to the amygdala. And that's what the latest research is showing, that the act of tapping tells the amygdala to calm down, tells the amygdala that it's safe. And we've seen this work, you know, in research studies, dozens of research studies. I think at last count, there were over 55 studies that showed a incredibly positive effect for tapping um, on a variety of issues. One study had three groups. It had a, a control group where for an hour they did nothing. It had a talk therapy group where they talked about their issues, and then they had the tapping group. And the first two groups showed negligible differences in their cortisol level before and after as measured in the saliva test. And the tapping group showed a dramatic 24% decrease in their cortisol levels before and after. So dramatic that the lab that was running the test took weeks to get the data back because they said there's something wrong, basically mm-hmm. thinking cortisol can't drop that fast in an hour. We've mm-hmm. never seen it happen before. You know? So we're seeing the science that the tapping is reducing the stress in our body. It's calming us down. It's reducing cortisol in our body. And it's really sort of rewiring the way our brain works, our limbic system works, and how we act and react to our lives. Wow. <laughs> it's oh, powerful stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. for, for most of us, most of the challenges that we're dealing with, whether it be the daily stress at work or we want to put something out in the world or we have some physical pain, this can come in so beautifully. And in the most extreme cases, soldiers from Iraq, from Afghanistan with PTSD, where there's no answers in the conventional medicine where they just get drugs or other treatments, where they talk, they have talk therapy that just isn't cutting it. Tapping mm-hmm. has been shown again and again to provide incredible results for them. You know, mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, is cumulative stressful experiences, unlike many of us, that, that most of us just can't imagine how, what that's like, right? Being right. more right. for weeks or months or years in the body, that amygdala, it's that same amygdala that gets fired again and again, and it doesn't turn off. So that's the most extreme cases where the tapping works, and for most of us, that amygdala is still firing a little more than it probably should be on a daily basis. Daily basis. Well, you know, it makes me think of some of the um, positive effects of meditation. Mm. They say that, that some of the same results occur, right? And right in this. Oh, absolutely. And, and I yeah. think tapping goes hand in hand with meditation. I mean, I do both. I think they complement each other really mm. well. Um, where the tapping comes in really nicely is for people who can't meditate, right? Mm. Because they go, yeah. I try to sit still in my thoughts. Right. It just doesn't stop. Or I'm sitting there meditating, and I'm just thinking about how stressful work is, you know, (laughs) and I can't empty my mind. So the great combination is to do some tapping first to quiet the mind and the body, Mm -hmm. and then you can meditate, and you'll enjoy it a heck of a lot more. Right. So I'm wondering, you know, some people I've heard say that this, you know, really is about the same thing as uh, the power of positive thinking. Sure. Just shift your thinking. Um, you're focusing on something, and it calms your brain, calms your mind, and and that's why this works. 
Yeah, yeah no? and you know, certainly the placebo effect that is all in your head. Um, my personal experiences have, have been this. First of all, I've, I've done this with so many people who don't believe mm. in it at all and think I'm crazy when they do it. So that kind of makes me throw the placebo effect out the window, you know. Um, right. Driving to a Yankees game with a buddy years ago, seven or eight years ago, just when I had learned the tapping and his shoulder was killing him from a football injury that he'd gotten mm-hmm. like a week earlier. And I said, okay, look, I just try this tapping thing with me. Foot pain. And he said, you're crazy. What do you, what are you having me do? I said, just do it. Just do what I do and tap along and say these statements. And he did, and his pain went away. And he was shocked, you know. Um, he thought he was being crazy, but something physical happened. Mm. The, the other place where I've seen where... It just simply can't be the power of positive thinking. You know, it's one thing if we were talking about, let's say, Cheryl, you said, oh, I want to, you know, do this in my life, but I'm scared to do it. And you and I had a nice conversation about it, and I gave you some positive encouragement, and you felt better about it, right? So you could say, okay, yeah, I can have a nice conversation, think positive thoughts, and feel better about it. Where you can't have that kind of experience are when things are really physical in the body. For example, fears and phobias. Mm-hmm. So somebody with a fear of heights, okay? If you have a tremendous fear of heights, I take you to the top of the Empire State Building, and I say to you, Cheryl, it's, it's okay. You're safe right now. There's nothing to worry about. You'd say, I'm terrified. You know? right. <laughs> and you can talk until you're blue in the face, and I'm still going to be scared. Mm-hmm. If we were doing the tapping when that was happening, the body would relax, the amygdala would turn off, and that mm-hmm. response would quiet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? I just worked with somebody just two days ago who was in a car accident a week ago. Really nasty car accident. Fortunately, nobody was hurt, but it was one of those things that was kind of inches from being really yeah. bad. You know? yeah. And when I talked to her about the accident, I said, tell me a little bit about what happened. The second she started talking about it, she started crying. Right? It was a traumatic experience. Right. Now, if we had just talked about it and just kept going back to the accident without any physical tapping, without something to process that trauma with the amygdala, there wouldn't have been a shift. But what we did is we talked and tapped. And then I actually had her run the event again and again and again to the point where she could see it in her mind's eye. And she said, mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel dangerous anymore. It just feels like a memory. Um, um, it's one example of hundreds, and at the end of the day, people have to have the physical experience. They have to try it out, and they'll see this is different, and this is more lasting than anything I've tried before, because that's the other thing. We can think positive. We can feel good for a day, a week, mm-hmm. a couple weeks, but then sure enough, if we don't get to the root cause of that thinking, we go back and slip back the other way. With the tapping, we can really get to the root of it. Well, you've been working um, pretty diligently with a situation that has been a real tragedy. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about that with Nick Ortner. We'll be right back. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. 
Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexasaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Well, welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito. Today we are speaking with Nick Ortner, who is the creator and executive producer of the breakthrough documentary, The Tapping Solution. So, Nick, um, most recently you have been working with people who have experienced extreme tragedy, and we're talking about the elementary school shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary in Newtown, Connecticut. And this actually is uh, pretty up close and personal for you. Mm. Tell us about it. Yeah, so as it turns out, I live in Newtown. I actually grew up in the town uh, next to Newtown in Brookfield and I lived in New York City for a couple of years and then I found my way back to another town around here which is called Bethel right next to Newtown and just about a couple of years ago I moved to Newtown and it's been I have a house here and that we own and this is where we plan my wife and I plan on spending the rest of our lives we love it here mm. um so certainly on on that day on December 14th when there was that horrible school shooting obviously the rest of the country and the world was was it was a tough day for everybody. Yeah. It was especially tough when it's 10 minutes away from you, you know, yeah. and, uh, and when it's so close to home. My brother lives even closer to the school. He's about a two-minute drive to the school. Um, fortunately, his kids are younger, and they go to a Montessori school, so none of our family was in danger, but people we know and the town and the community, and it's obviously been a really difficult time. Um, you know, from the day it happened, you know, after we sort of got our bearings the next day and, and figured out exactly what had happened and, and, and what was going on, we decided, well, we have to do something. We have to do our part to help here. And, um, and that's why we started the Tapping Solution for Newtown Stress and Trauma Relief Project. You know, the idea being just like we talked in the, the first segment about soldiers with PTSD and, and how the tapping can help them. Mm-hmm release the charge from those traumatic memories, from mm-hmm. that trauma. That's what we've been doing on the ground in Newtown the last couple of months, you know. Um, certainly, you know, people always ask about the tapping for grief. Mm-hmm. And to me, when we're working with these parents who have lost children or kids who have been in the school or teachers, we're not tapping on the grief, you know. We're not trying mm-hmm. to, to me, tapping is not a magical pill that's not going to make grief go away. Mm-hmm. Um, I think grief is a beautiful human emotion. It's yeah. a real emotion. There's a depth of a depth of beauty to it that is important. So we're not saying, oh, let's tap and you're never going to grieve that you lost your son or your daughter mm-hmm. or you're never going to miss your person, this person. But what the tapping does do and what we've been focused on 
is addressing the stress and the trauma from it. Mm-hmm. You know, the trauma to the physical body, the emotional body that says, you know, every time I hear a helicopter go by now, right. I start shaking because right. there's helicopters everywhere that day and I'm conditioned mm-hmm. for that. Um, the trauma that says, I'm scared all the time. I don't feel safe. My body yeah. doesn't feel safe. I'm on red alert. You know, it all goes back to that amygdala, that amygdala that is fired off and mm-hmm. people's sense of safety is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the reality is that Newtown is just as safe today as it was on December 13th, right? If anything, you could debate that it's even safer because there's more security, more people on guard, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So, it's not a dangerous place to be, yet the community feels unsafe and individuals yeah. feel unsafe mm-hmm. with good reason. So what we do with the tapping is look to minimize that feeling of being unsafe, to address the trauma, to address the daily stress, and to help people heal and to help people mm-hmm. put their lives back together. You know, um, we've, we've made tremendous progress in that mission a couple of days after uh, this happened. I flew in Dr. Lori Layden, who's an expert on trauma, who has actually worked with genocide survivors in Rwanda on trauma. So you can imagine what those situations are like, yeah. working yeah. with with young victims who have lost their parents and their siblings, and um, and watch it happen, and watch it happen. Oftentimes, yeah, yeah. And there's some, you know. Um, so she's worked with them and has seen their lives turn around, you know, from hopeless. Because what we're really trying to prevent here in Newtown, you know, there's nothing we can do to change the horror of the tragedy and, right. and the loss. But we're trying to prevent a community who has PTSD, you know, right. a community yeah. who can't get on with their lives. Kids who, you know, some of the kids who were in the school, six, seven years old, who survived, and you might think they're okay, but next thing you know, mm-hmm. they turn 20 years old and they're turn to yeah. drugs or right. they're unhappy or they have problems in their life and they just don't understand why. Mm-hmm. You know? And if we can root it right back to that feeling of not being safe and the trauma mm-hmm. from that day. A couple months later, we're, we're really starting to see things um, unfold in an unfortunately negative way in that the trauma is really coming forward. Right? Mm-hmm. I think. And this is a pretty classic where the last couple of months people have sort of been numb. They've, mm-hmm. just been, they've been shocked. And now they're trying to move on with their lives and, and things are starting to pop a little bit more. Right. You know, where, where kids all of a sudden are asking about Newtown and what happened. Kids who had never discussed it before. And kids are having trouble going to sleep. And adults are having trouble going to sleep. And, you know, there's a lot happening. So we continue our efforts. We've been training volunteers for the last couple of months. We have about 40 volunteers that have dedicated almost every weekend since it happened in getting trained to really help and be the best they can be. Um, we've been working with teachers, as I mentioned, with kids, and, and trying to establish a model where we can train the people in the community to use the technique and just support everyone as much as possible. How much openness did you find to this when you made the offer to help with Sway? Well, we're seeing a tremendous amount of openness on an individual level, mm-hmm. and certainly when um, when someone has an experience, we hear it again and again. I mean, it's I don't tire of hearing it, but it's incredible that they say nothing has worked in the last three months, and this yeah. makes me feel better. You know, mm. um, you know, in terms of the official channels, we're we're still getting there. You know, it's yeah. slow going. The official channels, sure. frankly, I mean. 
part of the challenge is that they're all traumatized themselves. You right. Know? Right. Um, they don't know what to do. They have scrutiny unlike any that they've ever faced before in their lives. Right. They have right. trauma. They know the community. And this is still an alternative, you know, yes. in a lot of minds, unproven technique. Even though yes. the research studies are there, it, it takes a while. Right. Um, I think what's going to happen eventually and... Part of what I think is so important about the work that we're doing here is that I live here. You know, yeah. usually these things are spearheaded by an outside party. Right? Someone comes mm-hmm. in and says, well, I'm going to come in for a couple months and I'll do grief counseling or this technique or that technique, which is amazing and right. wonderful. But then they have to move on with their lives. You know, yeah. um, I live here. So whether it takes me and and the volunteers and Lori, whether it takes us a year to make it happen or five years, mm-hmm. we're not going anywhere, you know. And eventually, I think the results will win out and show, well, this really works. Have you worked with any of the children in the community? We have. We have. And, uh, you know, another place where tapping really shines because you can imagine, and to give you an example, we worked with a six-year-old who was in the school and she was a shy girl to start with. Like you just, you could tell. And I hadn't met her before, but you could tell that she was likely shy before all this happened. And now mm-hmm. she was extra shy, huddling up next to her mom. And you know, sweet girl with a sweet smile, mm-hmm. but um, but was was pretty closed down. So we started just talking and getting to know each other and doing the tapping and showing the points on a bear and in a children's book. And mm. her mother was tapping along. And finally, she let her mother tap on her, which is something mm. else you can do, which is great, that mm. the individual doesn't have to tap on themselves. So her mother was tapping on the points on her, and we were just chatting, and you could see her relaxing and opening up a little bit. And then when we found, okay, she's, she's comfortable enough, we started talking about how she wasn't sleeping and how school was scary. And all we had to do was have a conversation, her mother talking to me, talking to Lori, and and the little girl was really just listening. But, again, not to be redundant, but to go back to that amygdala, because we're still dealing Mm -hmm. with that fight-or-flight response center, whether somebody's 40 or 6 years old, you know, and whether somebody has pain in their body or limiting beliefs or a trauma like this. Hmm. When we started talking about these issues, when we started talking about school, her little six-year-old brain started accessing the memories about school, right? And started, you could see her eyes widen a little bit. You could see her leaning closer to her mother. You could see her get scared. She was getting triggered having these memories about school. So we just talked about it a little bit and then just kept tapping and tapping and tapping until you saw that she relaxed and she was feeling better again. And then we continued the conversation and said, so have you been worried about the bad man? And her eyes open up again. She's accessing those memories, the fear of the bad man. We do the tapping, and she relaxes again. So, mm. I mean, in those kind of instances, I can't imagine what we would do without tapping, you know? Yeah. How do you do traditional talk therapy with a six-year-old? Like, right. it's really difficult to do. Right. And, um, and then if we don't help her when she's six years old, like we said, she, this gets buried deep somewhere, and she just becomes a different person because she's mm. always scared. Yeah, when I think about, uh, you know, how many tragedies that people endure through through life or around the world and the resilience that people have to move through things like that and come out the other side 
And, I mean, if you just even look at um, war veterans, you know, yeah. um, and interesting how the different wars had their own personalities, and then coming out of that, the veterans had, um, it's almost like a, a way of dealing with yeah. any of the trauma as a collective in the same yeah. way, you know. And, um, and, of course, the more we know, the, the more... Um, open we are, and the more we learn over time, it seems like each um, war has produced different remedies for some of these uh, war veterans. And yet, you know, as smart as we are and as many um, opportunities to do stress reduction, etc., you look at just some of the most recent um, war veterans, although it wasn't called a war, um, the Iraq and Afghanistan veterans that are coming back, the PTSD with them is enormous. Yeah, it's absolutely enormous. I mean, it's um, we have not found a system. Well, I mean, I think we have with the tapping, but it hasn't been implemented, unfortunately, you know, with the tapping, with meditation, with other alternative techniques. But certainly the process that is in place right now, which usually involves medication, is a problem, you know. And uh, and I, I don't believe that medication is 100% bad. I think there are cases where it might serve. I mean, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not an expert, but I'm sure there's some brain imbalances where it might serve. But for the most part, it seems to do more damage than it does good. You know? mm-hmm. And it's certainly not a solution about that you know, really helps someone get their life back together right. um, and, and rebuild. And it's, it's a tragedy because, you know, however we might feel about the wars or not wars or conflicts themselves and whatever political leanings anybody might have, I don't think we can have any arguments about the responsibility to take care of these veterans. You know, mm-hmm. right. um, it's a collective responsibility that um, that isn't being ignored because people are trying, but there's so much red tape, and the old ways just aren't working. So right. Right. it's time for somebody to be bold and innovative, and to put their foot down and say, "We got to try something really different here." Mm. Well. <laughs> Yeah, well, be bold and innovative sounds like an oxymoron when it comes to our government. (laughs) (laughs) We can try, right? We can hope. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, you know, get rid of that self-limiting belief (laughs) and, you know, move forward, right? You know, move forward with with what seems impossible to some people. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Have you worked with any veterans? Um, I have on a very light level, like I've, I've, I've tapped with one of the people in our film, John, was a Vietnam veteran who had back pain for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there are a lot of other practitioners that have done a lot more work than I have with veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, some really great people, some people who are devoting most of their lives and their, and what they're doing to tapping with the veterans. And uh, they're seeing incredible results. And there's been research studies with veterans showing definitively not only the obvious signs that they look better, feel better, and are getting on with their lives, but even mm-hmm. physical markers, again, of cortisol levels in the body, uh, of anxiety levels in the body, you know, measured by different mm-hmm. um, different ways. So the results are there. It's just, like I said, it's just a matter of someone saying, we have to do this. And it's also happening. I mean, the you know, underground, um, my film, The Tapping Solution, we've donated close to probably about a thousand copies right now to the Fort Hood um, oh. uh, area. There's somebody that we have an underground guy there who hands them out. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
they do, they're doing the tapping. We've donated about 10,000 copies total, and about wow. 10% of them have gone to Fort Hood. So, so it's getting out there, and it's mm-hmm. working, and there's certainly a lot of veterans doing the tapping. But it's an interesting culture in and of itself, and of it course. requires you know a lot of buy-in from from the individuals, a lot of buy-in from the generals and the staff, and, you know, I think I think we're getting there. I really have a, I'm seeing a tipping point happen on so many levels. You know, I just got word back earlier today, we've had a pilot program in a couple of schools that has just started since the Newtown shooting, very simple 10 minutes of tapping in the morning for kids, and there was a mm-hmm. teacher in California who was doing it, superintendent of the schools heard about it, heard that the kids were doing so much better, heard the kids talking and saying, I'm so much more relaxed for the test and I'm not mm-hmm. anxious and all this stuff. And he's putting that program into all the schools that he's a superintendent of. Um, that's amazing. So, yeah, it's incredible. And that's one of a couple schools. So I think, again, you know, events like Newtown, I think, forces us all to rethink what we're doing, yeah. you know, and to say, what more can we do? What can we do differently? There's something that isn't working right here if these things are happening. So on so many levels, it forces us to explore how we're approaching life. And, uh, and it's my hope that inclusion of tapping is part of that exploration. Well, it doesn't require a tragedy to <clears throat> use tapping to make a difference. And When we come back from this break, uh, I want us to talk a bit about peak performance and leadership. Great. We'll be right back. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexasaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito, and we're speaking with Nick Ortner today. So, Nick, um, let's talk about tapping and peak performance, and specifically related to leadership. You know, as an executive coach, I work with CEOs all over the world, and um, they are always interested in how can I be better, how can I perform at a higher level, how can I be sharper, clearer, more on point. Um, have you found that tapping can have an effect in this way? Well, absolutely. You know, it, on so many levels, uh, some of the basics, basic ones to cover, 
procrastination, right? <laughs> the things that we all know we want to do, should do, can't get to the projects we keep putting off. I probably use it for procrastination more on a daily basis than just about anything else. And <laughs> and that can be really simple. It's as simple as, you know, there's there's a project looming in front of you and you think about it and you're sitting at the computer and you know it's going to require more energy from you, right? More focus. And that's usually, usually when we procrastinate, not always, often, sometimes we do it for other reasons, but one of the reasons is often that we procrastinate the more difficult projects, the ones that require that focus and that concentration. Mm-hmm. Right? It's easy to respond to emails. It's easy to jump on the phone. Now I've got to sit and think or do something different that requires more focus and concentration. Mm-hmm. For me, the last year has been writing the book, right? So when it's uh, time to yeah. write the book, instead of procrastinating, I would do the tapping. You know, even though I don't feel like doing this, I don't want to, I don't mm-hmm. have the energy, whatever the reasons are that come up, and just going through the tapping process. And sure enough, you find that often within five, max ten minutes, something shifts, right? So there's that, there's that cognitive shift where we find... Oh, okay. Now I'm ready. Now I can do this. Mm-hmm. Well, give us. I know there's a sequence that you yeah. use as you move through this. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, I, I, should we do a little demonstration? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's do this. So, we'll just focus on something that is stressing us out. So, Cheryl, if you can tune into something for yourself, and I'll tune into something for myself, where you go, oh, this is a little stressful or a lot stressful. And if you can't think of anything, maybe focus on some pain in your body or some tension, something that's bothering you. So let's say you determine that it's something at work and try to be as specific as possible. So you might say, there's a looming deadline in two days. All right? This project is due. I've got to get back to it. I'm procrastinating by listening to this interview. <laughs> I'm, I'm annoyed at myself because I'm you know, not getting it done, all this stress. right? So we're, and then we'll do the tapping. So you also want to give it the stress a number on a 0 to 10 scale, 10 being most stressed, 0 not being stressed at all. So wait, 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 tapping wait, on wait, the wait, side wait. of the you, hand. You, it's hang called, on a second. So yeah, you okay. just said 10 being no stress, no, 10 being high stress? Yeah, 10 being the most stressed and most 0 stress. not stressed okay. at all. Yeah. And we do this for whatever. So if we're angry about something that happened at work, again, we want to give it a number on a 0 to 10 scale just so we can rate and quantify where we are. And because if we don't rate it, oftentimes the cognitive shift is so profound from one session to another, from mm-hmm. one round of tapping to another, that people go, it was never a problem because they're just moving on with their lives. So tapping on the side of the hand, it's outside of the hand. It's below the pinky. We call it the karate chop point. And you can use one hand to tap on the other. doesn't matter which you use, whatever's comfortable for you. And just tap continuously with four fingers. And you're going to repeat after me. And I'm just going to use very general language. Mm-hmm. So, Cheryl, do you want to be my echo? Sure. Okay, so tapping on the side of the hand and just say, even though I have this stress in my body. Even though I have this stress in my body. I choose to relax now. I choose to relax now. And we're going to do that two more times. Even though I have all this stress in my body. Even though I have all this stress in my body. I choose to relax now. I choose to relax now. And one more time. Even though I have all this stress in my body. Even though I have all this stress in my body. I choose to relax now. I choose to relax now. Now we're going to tap through the points. The first point is the eyebrow point. Inside of the eyebrow, right where the hair ends and it meets the nose, and you can tap on one side, the other side, or both sides together. The meridians run down both sides of the body. And just use two fingers 
and tap five to seven times. You don't have to get it perfect, and just repeat this stress. This stress? And now on the side of the eye, it's not at the temple, right next to the eye on the bone. Again, one side, the other side, or both, this stress. This stress? And under the eye, right in the bone, this stress. This stress? Under the nose, the stress in my body. The stress in my body. Under the mouth, it's above the chin, below the lip, right in that little crease in there. Just take two fingers, the stress in my body. The stress in my body. Three more points left, the collarbone point. If you feel for the two little bones of the collarbone, and you go down an inch and out to each side about an inch, and tap with, you can tap with all ten fingers, all the stress in my body. All the stress in my body. Underneath the armpit. Either side of the body, about three inches underneath the armpit, right on the bra line for women. Tap with five fingers, all the stress in my body. All the stress in my body. And the last point, right at the top of the head, all the stress in my body. All the stress in my body. And we take a deep breath and let it go. And that's what's considered one round. And it's a little slower when I explain the points, but usually you mm-hmm. move through it pretty quickly. And after doing one round of tapping, you tune back in. And I was looking for two things. One, how, what changed, right? So I felt mm. stressed at a level seven, and huh, now I'm a little more relaxed. Maybe it's a five, mm. so you can continue doing some rounds. And then also, what else came up? You know, so sometimes we're tapping on one issue, and then an insight comes up. Something that happened 20 years ago, something that happened mm. two weeks ago, maybe it's connected, maybe that's something you can focus on. And the tapping process is just, you know, Round after round until you get the relief that you want. It seems so simple. It is, you know, it is so simple. I mean, obviously it took two or three minutes to see the tapping points, to go through them. The beauty in it, the mastery is in figuring out exactly what's going on, you know, and it's in Mm. peeling back that onion. So Mm. you can get relief just from simple tapping, and then if you want to look deeper and you want to explore some childhood things that haven't been let go of, some old patterns that you keep running that you don't know why. You try to will yourself out of them and say, Mm -hmm. I do it for a couple weeks, and I go back to my old ways. Well, you know, that's when that deeper exploration can provide really great results. So you're saying that sometimes when you're tapping, you may be tapping for procrastination. And when you are tapping, um, something may come up like, Oh, um, you know, you used to just make decisions and move really fast, and you used to get in trouble for that all the time. And yeah. so, so then it's like, oh, you know, well, now why am I different? Well, and then you start exploring that, right? You, you said it perfectly. You know, time and again, I can be working with somebody on almost any issues, financial success. You know, I'm, I made five million dollars last year, and I want to make ten million this year. You think, okay, well. Let's tap on that issue and what's blocking you. Mm. Sure enough, goes back to childhood time mm. and again. Mm. Goes mm. back to old things that happened. Goes back to the last time you made a lot of money and you lost some friends because they were jealous. And now you don't want to make that much money again. Right? Mm. And you don't think about these things consciously. And if someone said, are you scared to make more money? No, I'm ready. I'm, I'm waking up every morning at 6 a.m. I'm making things happen. I'm pushing. I'm driving. Well, what isn't working? Uh, and it's these often unconscious limiting beliefs that the tapping can help bring to the surface. I mean, that's the other thing that happens is that when we explore 
these topics while doing the tapping, we're relaxing the body, we're reducing the stress, which means that the blood flow is going back in the brain, away from the limbs, away from other parts of our body that activate with a fight-or-flight response, and we have better ideas, more creativity, mm-hmm. better thoughts. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Although, you know, it's really kind of funny. I, I When I think about the fight-or-flight response, and I understand the physiology of it, yeah. then I think... Wouldn't you want your brain to be thinking really well? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean that's just an aside, but isn't that interesting that our brain kind of goes quiet? It, it does. Our brain goes quiet. I mean, some of the latest studies have shown. I was just reading in Time Magazine a couple months ago, right after the, the shooting, discussing how police officers react in shootings. Because mm-hmm. right? there's obviously a lot of debate as to whether there should oh, be guns. Yeah. And the studies have shown that trained police officers become, for lack of a better word, idiots yeah. when they're in these situations. Yeah. And there, there, are, there are cops who retold their stories of, you know, I was in a shootout and I did this and I forgot to do that and, you know, all sorts of things where I agree with you. You'd think, well, shouldn't you know that when you're yeah. being chased? But yeah. our body is designed to run, right? Okay. I mean, you got to think, historically, if there is danger, yeah. it's either run or fight, Right, right. And and they're very aggressive responses. What happens more often these days, there's actually a third component of the fight or flight response, which is the freeze response. Oh yeah. And that's what happens for a lot of people. They just lock up. And that freeze response is affecting other parts of our lives. You know, I like to paint the picture of uh, of being chased by a tiger, say. So so mm-hmm. Cheryl, just imagine a tiger's chasing you and you are running as fast as you can, right? Your fight or flight response is fully activated. You are uh-huh. stressed out. Uh-huh. And just imagine that I run up next to you and I, and I say, hey, so what are your goals for the next year? <laughs> and, uh, and how do you think you can improve your performance? You know? Yeah, right. So let, let's talk about ways that you can really be a peak performer. You'd look at me like I was crazy, uh, right? Yeah. You'd say, right. I don't have time for this. I don't have right. the resources to do this. Now, mm-hmm. it sounds funny, but so many of us on a daily basis are doing this with the level of chronic stress that we have. We're just moving, 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 go, go, go. And if your body's stressed, if your cortisol levels are stressed, you might as well be running for a tiger, from a tiger, you know, because you're not going to be as creative and resourceful as you can be. You know, we never talk about saying, I was in the midst of the most stressful day of my life and I had this great creative idea. Right. 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 We usually say, I was out in the woods, I was taking a shower, I was taking a bath, I was in a relaxing situation, and then I had the insight. Mm-hmm. So and that's you what ever, we can do with a tapping to really foster those situations. So if somebody is feeling like everything's good in life, etc., you know, no big deal, nothing's really bothering me, um, can, can tapping become just a daily practice without having to focus on anything in particular? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, I certainly, I love my life, and I think, you know, things are fantastic, and the challenges that I face on a daily basis have to do with things getting better, right? So how do I grow this? And, and uh, I, I would be hard-pressed to, you know, talk to someone who doesn't have, maybe some people don't have stress, but they have a challenge. They have the new sure. thing that they've set up sure. for themselves yeah. Yeah. to overcome. So we can just use it as, an, as a tool to overcome those challenges. Okay. 
Well, Nick, this has been great. I'm so happy to have had you here today on Leading Conversations. I know people will want to know more, so how can they learn more and get in touch with you? Yeah, so our main website is thetappingsolution.com, so that's just T-H-E, and then T-A-P-P-I-N-G, solution.com. And I mentioned a book that I just released with Hay House that is available at Amazon and BN.com and bookstores all over the country and and, uh, and all over the world. So you can pick up a copy. That's a nice way to get started and to go deeper into the tapping. That's great, and congratulations on the new book coming out, The Tapping Solution, A Revolutionary System for Stress-Free Living. Nick Ortner, it's been a pleasure having you here today. Oh, thanks so much, Cheryl. Remember, everyone, to think big. The world could be a better place because of a conversation that matters. This is Cheryl Esposito. Thank you for spending this hour with Cheryl Esposito and Leading Conversations. You can listen live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you have a question or comment for Cheryl, please email her at leadingconversations at alexaconsulting.com. That's L-E-A-D-I-N-G-C-O-N-V-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N-S at A-L-E-X-S-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.com. See you next week. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.